<laughs> wait, what? Hey, this is the Haha, Wait, What? podcast with Mandy Brooke. I'm an entertainer, content creator, and musician. You may know me from my song parodies and funny antics on Instagram and TikTok. On my podcast, we try to make sense of the confusing parts of life because literally we're all winging it and have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) And that's totally okay. So relax, grab a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey friend, thanks for joining me today. I hope you're feeling calm and happy and like the baddest batch because you are and you're killing it. Good job. <laughs> if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that my mom makes special appearances on my videos from time to time. My mom is from Baltimore, Maryland, and her funny reactions and fiery comments to my weird antics on social media made her very popular amongst my besties. She is literally the rock of my life, talking me down from anxiety attacks and knocking me back into reality with her no bullshit attitude and advice. If I want to hear the hard truth, I ask my mom. I did a pretty popular series on my Instagram account called Ask My Mom, where viewers submitted their questions for my mom's advice, from parenting advice to relationship questions. But my mom hates to be filmed, so I thought continuing this series on my podcast would be perfect. So I've collected your questions, and without further ado, please welcome the first guest on the Haha Wait What podcast, my mom, Mary. So, Mom, how do you feel about people wanting your advice? I think they're pretty freaking desperate. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because you're just going to, like, shoot them straight? I mean, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Oh, my gosh. you get what you ask for, I guess. Where do you think you get um, this, like, spitfire attitude? The 80s. The 80s? (laughs) 70s and 80s, yeah. If you weren't the fastest runner, you were the one that's going to get caught. So you better be on your toes all the time. And you just had no time to, like, for fluff or, like, bullshit? No. There was no bullshit. Do or die. Wow. You lived hard. I lived real hard. Yeah. We all did. <laughs> it's such a weird dichotomy between, like, our generation and your generation because we... I think when you guys raised us, millennials, you knew the dangers of the world and you were like, oh, my God, we have to insulate these people. And so now when I hear your stories and stuff of when you were a kid, it literally blows my mind because I can't believe that reality was real because my childhood was so, you know, protected, protected. I protected you both very much. I grew up on the streets of Baltimore City. And it was a rough place back then. It's even rougher now, unfortunately. And thank God I had a great family and a great great parents. But, I mean, my parents had no idea where I was from 8 o'clock in the morning in the summer until it got dark out. And you were on your own. And, you know, you did what you did. You got hurt or you didn't, you know, you just survived. You were in survival mode the whole time, but you didn't know it. You just were doing it. And you got into what you got into. I mean, we were jumping trains down in Curtis Bay and meeting in the woods and just falling off of waterfalls at dams. And if you didn't go down the right way, you were going to hit the, you know, rebarb coming out of the the rock and... (laughs) Like, you know, you this just... This was your fun. That was fun, yeah. Oh, 
my fun was like drinking at Allie's house and like and, and I, I know it and I still told you I'm like mom we're gonna get drunk tonight I hope you don't are not mad at me <laughs> just like stay put don't go nowhere all right so you are more than qualified with your life experience to answer <laughs> some of these questions <laughs> okay fire away so i'm gonna start with um something pretty light that Do you have a bleep because i'm gonna probably okay oh no we cuss on this podcast Mom. okay i was raised by you <laughs> fuck okay. is my favorite word <laughs> okay so someone asked what is your favorite soap opera and i absolutely know what this is one life to live or general hospital one or the other i was about to say general hospital yeah General Hospital came on after school, so probably General Hospital. But I did like One Life to Live. That was awesome. Ugh. Which one was the one with Sunny in it? General Hospital. General Hospital. Okay, yeah. that was the one that I remember watching with you when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I remember that so distinctly. Another person asked me, um, do you fart in public? Well, I try not to. I don't think I do, actually. If I do, I like I got control of that shit. <laughs> You got control of your shit. Yeah, I do. I I pretty much do. I mean, I think everybody farts in public, but <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't ever remember you farting in public. I rip them pretty loud, so I pretty much keep them at home or in my car or something like that. Or I got to go somewhere like nobody's going to hear me because <laughs> there ain't no silence about mine. You are a very small person, Mom, but I have a lot of gas. Yeah, you are the. <laughs> The loudest farter I've ever <laughs> met in my entire life. You actually used to wake... Comes out with force. It comes out with such force. <laughs> you <laughs> you used to wake me up... <laughs> at, in the morning. In the morning for school. With like this big rip of a fart at the... <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> the same. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well. Let it out at home. Okay. So let's stop talking about farts. Let's get into parenting. What is your parenting advice for new moms, especially? Trust your gut. Trust your gut, and the kids are going to get hurt. Don't protect them from every damn thing. And get them outside. Like, this new generation with their phones and their TVs in the car. And, you know, I used to put you kids in the car and go somewhere, and we would do colors, you know, point out something red, or we would sing songs, or we would count, or we would... That was, like, a good time to have some quality time and use it well. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like kids go outside enough anymore. They're they're not playing outside. They're not using their imagination because everything's at their fingertips. And it's actually quite sad to see because the creativeness of children has almost been taken away from them because they don't have to think anymore. And it's sad. I remember you... Go make a freaking fort. You used to make forts with us yeah. when we were kids. And I remember you taking us to the park and and pointing out the colors and like, oh, what do you feel? What do you see? Yeah. You were what do very you smell. Patient. I babysat for a friend of mine, which I do not babysit. I just say that. <laughs> I've been there, done that, raised my freaking kids on my own. I whatever. But I did they were desperate, so they called me and I went over there to babysit and I turned off the TVs, I turned off everything. We read books. We went on an adventure around the block, and the kids were so excited. I mean, they were picking up rocks and leaves, and, you know, the dad called and was like, where are you guys at? And I was like, you know, we're outside playing hopscotch, which they had never done before, but I took a rock and 
and painted a hopscotch on their on their driveway. And, you know, they had a ball. Mm-hmm. They had an absolute ball because it was something different. So I was um, actually shocked at the willingness of, of kids nowadays wanting wanting something real. Yeah. Wow. I remember you used to tell me and my sister, like, yo, you need to go outside. I don't care what you're going to do. Just go. Yeah. Like, find something to do. And I remember crying one day because I really didn't want to go outside. Like, get the hell out of this house. (laughs) It was too hot. What are you doing? Oh, man. But I would literally just play in the dirt and just play with, like, balls. And (laughs) And look how creative you are now. I played with many balls. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Bouncy balls. I would play uh, basketball and we would roller skate. You would take us to the roller skate rink all the time, too. I love roller skating. My mom is the best roller skater I have ever seen. She can roller skate backwards and forwards and like. I can do the dance. Yes. On the way. Hell yeah. I'm roller skating mofo. You are literally the original bad bitch mm-hmm. of the roller rink. <laughs> I remember getting dropped off at the roller skating rink at like 12 for hours. Sometimes we went in, sometimes we didn't, but most of the time we did. That's good. What would you do if you didn't go into the roller skate rink? Do I want to know? No, you don't. Okay. No, you do not want to know that. Oh, God. For for parenting advice for new moms, you say trust your gut, get them outside, and and really allow them to use their imagination and, and give them enough patience. Yes. Let them be themselves. If kids are acting out... In any way, whether it's anger or throwing a fit, it's because they want and need and absolutely desire your attention. So stop the dishes, stop working, get off your damn phone and and give them your undivided attention for 15 to 20 minutes. Just that. And I promise you that will change them. Because they know that they're accessible to you and you're actually going to give them some time Mm -hmm. and you're focused on them and that's all they want. They crave it. They're just, they're longing for it. And I see it so much and Mm -hmm. it's disturbing. Nothing's more important at the time with your kids and you'll never, ever get that back. And that's one thing I can say, even though I worked and your father worked, when we were with you, we were with you. We were engaged with you. We were one-on-one with both of you. And I think that's so important. Yes, because look how good we turned out. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awesome. I love you, Mom. I love you, too. Okay, before we get more into this, let's hear from our sponsors that make this podcast possible. Getting matched with the right therapist or counselor can be really mentally taxing, especially if you or a loved one needs help. Luckily, the company My Wellbeing makes things a lot easier. Featured on Glamour, HuffPost, and Forbes, My Wellbeing helps you find the right care. All you have to do is take their quick and easy questionnaire to receive three personalized matches instantly. My Wellbeing has connected over 250,000 people just like you with specialized care. So if you're looking for counseling or therapy, click the My Wellbeing link in my show notes and take the survey to find help today. Want to relax and take a literal chill pill? 
Love You 3 Lux Gummies has your back. Love You 3 Gummies are made with exclusive cannabinoid blends, including hemp-derived CBD, CBN, and Delta 8. They also include luxury ingredients dedicated to your physical health, like apple cider vinegar, collagen, hyaluronic acid, and vitamin D. I personally love the Beauty Sleep CBD product they offer, which has helped me sleep peacefully throughout the night. And if I'm partaking in the Delta 8 THC, the watermelon sugar is my ultimate go-to. So check out the link in my show notes and use code LOVEMANDY at checkout for free shipping. So one person wrote in and said, basically, is having kids worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely worth it. You're the light of my life. You and your sister are absolutely the light of my life. In saying that, it's an forever job. Mm-hmm. You're never not a mom ever again. No matter what happens, you're never not a mom. I mean, you're 30 some years old and I still ask you if you feed your dog. Like, I can't <laughs> help it. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, it's just innately inbreded in me. You only had one rule when you guys were growing up and that rule was never make me worry yep there were a couple rules (laughs) well that one was the most important because worrying as a mom is the easiest thing not to let happen and the worst feeling in the world so when you guys became teenagers that was the one thing like just don't make me sit there and worry about you like don't Mm -hmm. make me sit there and think that you're if you're going to be late fine or whatever but don't make me worry about you. It's the worst feeling in the world to worry about your child. And it's not fair. And it can be avoided easily. Mm-hmm. So basically, kids having kids is worth it if, if you choose that path. It's pure dedication. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to be a cunty mom and not fucking do your job like some pieces of shit that don't do nothing with their kids or like pawn them off on their grandparents or go out and party all the time then you're a piece of shit mom and then you shouldn't have kids so if you're going to do that don't even have them it's a choice especially now especially now yes it's an absolute choice and if you choose it then you need to fulfill that obligation and it's a lifelong obligation so how do you feel about me not necessarily wanting children? I think that's admirable, actually. I think that's your choice and admire you for being strong enough to have the wherewithal to know that you don't want to have children and you choose not to. And I, I commend you for that. Good for you. Don't do the norm, you know? You don't have to. Mm. And quite frankly, I worry to death about my grandchildren in this day and age. Honestly, me too. I, I I can't imagine what it's like to raise a child in today's modern world with all of this like technology and all of this insane information that we're as humans not like evolutionized enough to get comprehend. All this. Yeah. yeah, it's so much stimulation constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can't beat the shit out of your kids anymore. Like, that's a problem. (laughs) You used to beat the shit out of me. (laughs) Look, I used to tell you, you want to call 911 after the last fucking phone call you're going to make from this house. I'll tell you that because I'm going to whoop your ass. And that's the truth. But but you never got an ass whooping that you didn't deserve. And neither did I. 
So you it know, is what it is. You know what? That is very true. If if I got an ass whooping from you, you it deserved was, it. I would totally deserved it. Yep. And it wasn't often, though. You really didn't resort to violence immediately. You no, never did. I didn't. It, you gave us plenty and plenty of warning. And you're going to be like, you were like, Mandy, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass <laughs> if you fucking touch that thing one more time. Like, I'd be like, I'm warning you. You got one more chance. Mm-hmm. And if you blew that chance and you got your ass whooped, and that's the way it is. God, I'll never forget you whooped my ass in the middle of Walmart. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so bad. That was so funny. And now it's I funny, deserved it. I You fucking, both did. I trip. I remember. I thought the cops were going to come that day. I really did. I came home that day and I told my husband, I think the cops are going to come to the house. <laughs> I lost my shit. You guys were so rotten that day, and Me, I had had it. Samantha and I were fist fighting in the middle of the aisle of Walmart, and I tripped her, and I hurt her really bad. And my mom, after many, many warnings, my mom grabbed me and fucking just ripped me a new ass. Ugh. And honestly, you didn't whoop the shit out of me. You just screamed in my face for I a grabbed bit. your shirt and threw you up against the freaking aisle thing, and I was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> And we laughed. Yeah, we laughed. I was, yeah, that was, that that was, that was a memory. But hey, I didn't act up in Walmart ever again. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. But let's just um, go back a little bit. Like this Mandy would, we would go into Walmart and she would somehow constantly have to leave or hide in the racks. And (sighs) then she, after looking for her, she would, I mean, I can't tell you how many times they announced would the mother of Mandy please come to the front desk because you'd be gone two minutes and I'd be looking for you. No, damn well you were hiding and you'd go to the damn front office information desk and have me um, over the microphone. mm, mm, (laughs) Like more than five times. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why you did that either. I think I just needed the attention and I needed, I really wanted my name to be uh, broadcast over the intercom. It was many times. It was many, many, many times. times. I'm so sorry. I would play yeah. pretend in the racks and pretend I was in a jungle. I remember sending Samantha to look for you in the racks before, <laughs> and then a minute later I'd hear your name and I'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> True. How did you know when enough kids was enough? (laughs) Well, I wasn't a very gracious, pregnant female woman. So I did not do well. I'm very tiny and pregnancy was very strenuous and um, difficult for me. I didn't have easy pregnancies with either of you. And I remember speaking to my mom about having another child, and she turned around and said, oh, my God, you wouldn't do that to us, would you? (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so funny. That's true. I think you told me once that um, you stood up in the middle of a family party while you were pregnant and told everybody to fuck off because they pissed you off. I did. I was pregnant with Samantha, and we were at a cookout. People were just rude, and I don't do rude. And uh, I stood up and told them all to fuck off, gave them the finger, and left. There's something really admirable. Still haven't talked to them, huh? (laughs) Fuck them. There's something really admirable about that, to be honest. And then one time, I was in the backyard of my brother's house, and my husband pissed me off, and he ended up going in the pool, and he threw the ball at me or something. And I was walking around the top deck, you know, redneck white, you know, above ground pool. And um, 
I grabbed the skimmer net and was trying to beat the shit out of him with the skimmer net. And, um, yeah, I thought it's the, not funny. It my brothers funny. thought the neighbors were going to call the cops. It was a whole thing, but oh, geez. I never did get them, but I tried. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying I did it. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh my God. So you know that it was enough kids for you because you couldn't do pregnancy again. But what, what advice do you have for someone that isn't quite sure? It sounds silly, but it's the truth. Like, if you go to Disney, there's only four seats in a booth. Like, you know, you have more than two kids. You need to wait longer for, like, restaurants. <laughs> you can't get on a One of them kids is going to be sitting down or something because you ain't going to get on the ride. And I don't know. It was just a whole, like, can I handle three of them? And the answer was no for me. I couldn't do it. So, you know. It sounds silly, but it's true. You got to think about that stuff. It's stupid. But so it's examine true. the logistics. Thank if you're going to have three, you might as well just have four, and then you can all even out and have a, get a booth of six or get on the rides <laughs> two at a time or whatever. It kind of just whatever works out a little bit better. I'm just saying because somebody's always going to be left out if you have three. True. I'm just saying. So let's move into life and relationship advice. Somebody wrote in and said, "What qualities are essential in a partner?" Trust. Trust. That is a big one. Trust and commitment. And I don't mean just trust like fooling around trust. I mean emotionally trust. Mm. You have to be able to emotionally count on that other person and have them reciprocate that. If that's not reciprocated in a marriage, then your marriage will fall apart. Mm. And a lot of people say that trust is literally love. Like, if you don't trust somebody, then you don't truly love them. Absolutely. People go around collecting them red flags, and that's the truth. Like, when you're dating and you see a guy get angry over something small, that's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, you know, or how do they handle their anger? How do they handle discomfort? How do they handle chaos? There's important things to ask and or observe when you're looking for a life partner because that's how it's going to be 10 years down the road or five years down the road or 30 years down the road and if they don't handle you know disappointment very well or you know ups and downs of life very well I mean life is nothing but a bunch of hard knocks and problems get bigger and bigger and bigger especially with children it's not easy and you have to be able to really coexist with that yin and yang of a partnership. Like he might be good at one thing and you're good at another thing and you guys come together on it. But if that doesn't happen and you're sitting there alone trying to figure stuff out and you cannot rely on your partner for physical help, emotional help, spiritual help, then it's not going to work because mm. it gets old after a while doing it. Carrying everything on your own shoulders all the time really wears on you. Yeah. And it's really important, I think, to, like you said, like pay attention to those like red flags, especially in the first two months. Yep. Because if they're showing red flags in the first two months, they're going to be showing um, a field of flags in the six months, 10 years down the line. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And stop making excuses for that person. Yes. Like, oh, he didn't call me because he was busy. Bullshit. If he wanted to talk to you, he'd find a way to, to get a hold of you. Mm -hmm. If 
you're important enough, which you should be when you're dating, if he doesn't make you a priority, then you're never going to be a priority later on. So you really got to open your eyes. And I'm at fault for a lot of that, you know, too. You really have to have some boundaries and stop making excuses for other people. I'm 57 years old, going to be 58. And I'm I've just learned to have boundaries and stop making excuses for other people's behavior. You pay that price one way or another. Mm. I wish I knew this shit when I was younger. <laughs> it really would have saved a lot of heartbreak, but live and learn. I think a lot of people, especially like empathic people, because I consider you an empath for sure. Absolutely. You feel other people's feelings. And I know a lot of my listeners feel the same way that like we really try to see the best in people and we we sometimes like overlook those red flags because we want to believe so much that they are the person that they are in our minds yes and yep. we see what we want to see we don't see what it is i used to always tell you and your sister see people for who they are and not what you want them to be and that is a lesson that everybody can benefit from mm -hmm. including myself I received a lot of great questions from you guys, so I'm going to split this episode up into a couple parts. So keep a lookout for the part two of Ask My Mom. And if you love this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe so it becomes more visible to besties like you. Until next time, be a fucking delight, bitch. <laughs>